Konnichiwa! Hello and welcome to Cool Japan. This is Jillian and today I'm going to share with you my own experience with Japanese culture through music. Then I want to introduce my guest today, my friend and colleague Frank Graziani, who will share his experiences in the way of tea. So I'm going to play Kagome today. Kagome is a children's game, so when you hear it, please think of children playing. The koto was introduced to Japan from China in the 8th century. Uh, it used to have five or six strings. When it came to Japan, it, uh, 12 and 13 strings were used, and my instrument has 13. Um, originally, it was played in the Nara period. It was played in gagaku court music, and then introduced to blind musicians, who in the Edo period introduced it to merchants. In the Edo period, two schools were created, the Ikuta school and the Yamada school, and the Ikuta school uses square picks to pluck the strings, and the Yamada school uses round, so I'm using Ikuta picks. Uh, the instrument is made of ash, polonia, kiri, and the strings are attached at each end by sound boards, and then there are bridges under the strings to change the notes of the sound, so it's like this. So here's Kagome, please enjoy.
Well, uh, it's now time for our interview segment. Um, I just finished playing Sakura Sakura on my koto. It certainly is a beautiful spring day, and we're welcoming Frank Graziani. Hi, Frank. Thanks so much for being here. It's my pleasure, Jillian. I'm so happy to be on your podcast, and it really is a beautiful spring day today. It sure is, and a great time to be talking about the way of tea. So let's get started. So, Frank, can you tell us something about yourself? Well, um, I think I, I, I've been living in Japan for over 20 years. Hmm. Um, I think that has influenced me a great deal. And also, uh, my um, mother was Japanese, so I grew up with that in New York. It's interesting that uh, my mother and father had seven kids, and I'm the only one who's ended up living in Japan. But I've always had an interest in Japan, Japanese culture. Right, right, yeah, and I, I totally understand that myself. However, I did come to Sado or the tea ceremony, um, you know, just within the last two years. Well, that leads into my next question, is that when did you start studying the tea ceremony? And do you call it Sado, um, way of the tea? What, what do you call right, it? Right, that's interesting. I think sometimes when I'm speaking Japanese, I think Sado is the most natural right. way to refer to it. Uh, but when I talk about tea ceremony, I don't think that that gives it justice. Mm -hmm. I think tea ceremony sounds too stilted in a way. Uh, I think it's much bigger than just a ceremony. And I don't even think of it as a ceremony. I think of it as right. a way, a way of doing something just like you might do. So a practice. Yes, a practice. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, so, but you. what was your question, though? When did I start? Uh, when did you start? About uh, two, years two years ago. ago. Uh, was a friend of a friend mm -hmm. who had just started to become a uh, Sado teacher in Tokyo, uh -huh. and she and I connected. And, and I was one of her first Tokyo students. Oh, uh, right. She's is she Japanese? But she's American. I she's American, but she has her Japanese credentials. She studied at the Urasenke School in uh, Kyoto. Ah. Yeah, she's a great teacher. Right, and can she teach in Japanese as well, or just Absolutely. Oh, right. She's qualified to teach in Japanese and in English. So she has students from Japan, Japanese students as well as... She has Japanese students. International Right, students. as well oh, as students who are wonderful. not Japanese. That's good for any listeners who are not Japanese and wanting you know, to learn right. about the culture and tea ceremony. And so, okay, so what makes you happy about studying Sado? What, what is it that you, I mean, you say it's not just ceremony. Well, what is it that you You know what it is? Really it's a like real about? portal, I think, into Japanese culture for me. Mm. I'm able to learn about uh, Japanese ceramics or Japanese mm. history, right. Buddhism, poetry. <clears throat> seasons I think it's connected <coughs> pardon me it's connected to uh, so many things and through that I think I can understand Japan a lot better you're out with all my questions but it's so interesting for the audience thank you um, okay so um, that yeah so uh, this brings me to another question I had is that um, You've been studying for two years. Will you be continuing tea, do you think, for the rest of your life? Or do you think this is, is there a point where it, it ends? And, and you know, Julian, in a way, it's just grabbed me. I feel, I feel connected to it. 
And I would very much like to continue studying it. I did my first real tea event oh, in March really? just oh, a month ago. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I was really, really satisfied with the, what I was, you know, and there's so much more to learn. I was so satisfied with what I was able to right, do. Right, right. And I know that there's so much more to learn. I, I noticed when we were drinking tea with you, uh, when our friends were drinking tea with you this afternoon, you turned your cup. Can you explain when you drink oh. tea in, in a tea bowl, why, why do people turn the bowl? And how do you drink from a tea well, bowl? Uh, well, a tea, uh, a tea bowl has a, uh, a face or oh. showman, you oh. would say. So, I mean, when you're uh, offering tea to someone, you would offer the showman side to them. But as politeness or to be mm. humble, you wouldn't drink from that side, so you would turn the cup again. And how do you tell it's the, the face? Well, some designs are very clear. Uh, oh, you can see this is the, the front design. of a right, cup. Right. But sometimes you just have to designate it. There are some cups oh. called raku ware that are just black. Oh, uh, but it's the server's determination of where the right, showman right. or the face of the cup would be. I see, I see. And they lead and we follow. Right, I mean, it would be that way, yeah. So it's determined by, sometimes by that. It's, it's so fascinating. It really is a window into Japanese culture. You, you yeah, really what's humble so and what's, how do you honor someone right, with honorific exactly. language and how do you make right. yourself humble? I think those are things that don't necessarily exist in American culture where right, you and I are right. from. So it's really yeah, no, challenge and fascinating right. to learn. Sometimes. Right, and I have a similar feeling when I'm studying Koto in a slightly different way. But, um, well, it's been really interesting talking with you. Thank um, you. Yeah, I would love to invite you back again for, you know, more information, more well, details. I would love to come back. Um, great. Well, please do. Thanks so much um, for having me. You're totally welcome. Well, time's up and we've come to the end of today's episode of Cool Japan. This is Jillian. Um, I've enjoyed talking with Frank Graziani today and please tune in next time for more Cool Japan. <laughs>